What is up, everybody, and welcome to Joyfully You Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe, and I'm so excited to be here with you guys this morning. This episode is for the woman or the man that is struggling with shiny object syndrome. If you guys have never heard of that, as I describe it, you are going to be able to easily identify if this is you or not. So this especially is for the person who feels like they have a lot of ideas. I I, I call it multi-passionate. You know, if you're multi-passionate and you have all these different things and you're one of those people that as you get into conversation, you often get responses from people like, wow, you're into so many different things. Oh my gosh, you do that too? Like, I'm not even kidding you guys. I've had times in my life where I'm like, oh, well, I help manage hostels and I also do henna, but I also make jewelry on the side, but I really want to do women empowerment. (laughs) You know, like where there's just this whole ride, like variety and range of things that I like and things I wanted to do. And what this was doing in my life was really, really causing like inconsistency around not following through on one thing. So just kind of take a little check in with yourself right now. Are you the type of person that loves starting, but really struggles following through and finishing something to the end where if you're in the middle of doing something, you're liking it. And then all of a sudden it's like, I have a great idea. I'm going to change this and do something completely different. (laughs) Um, It's actually a form of procrastination. It's called the novelty seeker, which if you've listened to the episode from yesterday, you will see that that's, you know, one of these forms of procrastination is this idea of just starting something new to enjoy the satisfaction and gratification of starting. But when we continuously start new things and we don't follow through on what we've already started on or what we already were focused on we don't get very far, you know, and our our confidence doesn't, I mean, sure we could be the jack of all trades, but if we aren't giving our hundred hundred percent towards something and we're jumping ship to start something new all the time, it really starts to affect our confidence. Um, I've talked a lot about the confidence formula being for one, knowing what confidence is. Confidence is the belief that it is safe to be seen, to be heard and to be loved. Okay. Confidence is the belief that it's safe to be yourself. And then the confidence formula is saying the things you're going to do and following through on them. You know, if you say you're going to do something, it's being your word. Your confidence goes up. That trust within yourself goes up when you follow through on the things you say you're going to do. And this can get tricky because if you're like an overperformer where you can be like, I'm going to go hundred miles an hour, but then you get burnt out. So you're like, okay, now I need to sleep for two days and not see anyone. (laughs) You know, that can happen when we are creating really unrealistic expectations. Well, and they're not unrealistic, right? Because you can still do it, but it's not sustainable things. And so being clear on specific things that you want to get done for yourself, or even if it's little things like, oh, I need to call that person back. And if you are a creative type of person, very passionate person, I can guarantee you need to write it down because that's what's been so supportive for me. Instead of trying to hold everything in my head, getting it on paper and each day having the top three focuses for that day. What are the three most important things to me today and allowing anything else to be a bonus, you know? And so keeping that in mind, when you are, um, when we are strengthening this confidence within ourselves of following through. So let's get back to that feeling of the, the multi-passionate person. If this is you, you know, being multi-passionate where you have a lot of different interests and there's probably a lot of different things that you're good at. Um, something that helped me tremendously with one of my coaches, my mentors, she's a coach that has been in my life for a year and a half, helping me build my business. And she gave me this analogy and it was amazing because, and I tell it all the time and I always like credit her to this is, you know, you can have 
a cookie jar with the most amazing, delicious cookies in it. So many different types to choose from. They all are delicious in their own different ways. If you were to open that cookie jar and start to eat all of them because you wanted them all right now, you'd be sick. You'd have a stomach ache and you wouldn't actually be able to enjoy any of them because of this overindulgence. So guess what? This cookie jar, this cookie jar is yours. You get to eat all the cookies, but we're going to be mindful and slow down and eat one at a time. Enjoy one at a time, savoring the flavor, enjoying the difference of what other cookies are like compared to this one, but allowing yourself to eat it all and enjoy it. And then a different day, you can choose another cookie and eat it all and enjoy it. You know, so this is like an analogy on a micro level for the things in our life on that bigger macro level. So the things in your life that you know you're wanting to do, oftentimes, and this has been my experience as how procrastination was manifesting in my life. And it really was rooted down to the fear of giving my all. I noticed that I would change my mind or I would change ideas because I was terrified of giving my all. And let me elaborate on this because I did not know this was what my hangup was until doing my own inner like emotional intelligence work, my own personal self-love journey. Um, And the realization that I had through working with other coaches and working with mentors was there was this fear that if I give my all versus half-assing it versus just kind of doing it for fun and maybe, and by the way, we can still have fun and give our all, but I had this, this conflicting belief that, you know, if I give my all and I fail, I can't face that. That's what the realization was is... I was sabotaging being able to do my best in these situations because I was terrified that my best wasn't going to be enough. So I wouldn't even give myself the opportunity to try. Like if you resonate with that, just let that sink in. Are you keeping yourself from doing your best? Because if you give your all, is there a part of you that's afraid that you're going to fail? Because that's what was going on with me. That was one of the biggest reasons that, and by the way, I'm still multi-passionate and I still love that about myself that I have a lot of different interests, but over time I've learned how to eat one cookie at a time because the more and more that I've shown up for myself in my process, the more and more I've trusted myself to say, you know, I'm going to give it my all and it doesn't have to be perfect. And I will love myself no matter what, but it took time because I remember the first time I was asked to set 90 day goals. So goals for 90 days, I had a coach, I was in this uh, leadership program and I was like stunned. I was like analysis paralysis. He was like having to call me because I was ignoring his calls. I was like, I want to go hide. And I had so much resistance to creating these 90 day goals. And he's like, what's going on? You know, like talk to me. And I just was like, I'm just scared because what if I changed my mind and then I'm locked in and committed to this one thing, but I don't want to be doing that anymore. Or what if I can't do it? And it was like really revealing to me all of my fears, all of my limiting beliefs, like that shadow side. Right. And he was like, well, guess what? These are your goals and you are allowed to recommit. You are allowed to renegotiate if plans change, but can you just trust yourself enough to put down a couple things, right? You know, trust yourself enough to just write down those three goals and know that we aren't going to reject you if you don't reach them, but let's create a plan or else you're never going to reach them. And giving myself permission to start messy. 
it was one of the biggest things that have changed my life ever since is giving myself permission to start messy, allowing myself to start and chunk things down into micro steps instead of just looking at the whole. I was so accustomed to instant gratification and that was one of the biggest reasons why I would change interests or change hobbies or change different things or change my my niche of how I'm coaching things like that over and over because I was addicted to that feeling of newness, that exciting, passionate feeling of newness. And I didn't know how to sustain that energy and excitement. I didn't know how to sustain that inspired action to complete it all the way through. Because by the time I started getting into it and starting to get the hang of it, then all of a sudden those little fear voices popped in that's like, whoa, Are we actually going to give our all? Because if we do, we might have to see that we're not enough, which isn't even true. But that was, you know, like even when we hear it out loud, we're like, well, oh, come on. That doesn't make sense. It's not rational. But because those things and those feelings were deeply rooted in my mind and I'd never expressed them before, I didn't even realize that's what was controlling me and running me. Um, it was really eye-opening to start to write it out and to see it and to have a coach kind of like hold up the mirror for me to see myself. And so I really encourage you to journal about, you know, what are the top three priorities for me right now? You know, and what's which one is the number one priority that I want to put my time and attention to? And I just want to remind you, oftentimes the thing we care the most about The thing that is truly like, it feels like a life purpose or a life's mission to do or a thing that brings you the most joy is often the thing that is going to scare you the most, okay? Because you actually care about it. It's easy to do things we don't care about because we don't give a shit if we win or lose or or learn or or grow or not because it's like, yeah, whatever, it's all good, it's for fun. So those are the easy things to do. But the things that you actually care about, the things that feel like an extension of your soul, The things you're like, wow, I wish that I could make a career doing this. And by the way, not all passions need to be money-making, right? You don't need to require your art or your passions to pay rent in your life. That's kind of a paraphrasing from the book Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. She's the author of Eat, Pray, Love. It is an incredible book, you know, especially for overcoming procrastination and in getting into inspired action and allowing yourself to be in creation mode, especially for those of you that like identify as artists, identify as creative people. You know, I look at everything as art for me personally. You know, when I'm thinking about my podcast and I'm thinking I, I view it all as creation right? You know, you're pulling an idea and you are giving it life and you're giving it form, whether that is photography, music, uh, writing, uh, jewelry making, like anything, you know, cooking, you know, what an incredible art form. Uh, the list goes on. There's so many different things that we can view as a creative process as an art form. Okay. And so I look at that as like, I honor that. And so two books that have really supported me on the masculine energy side of execution and taking, taking charge is the war of art, not the art of war, the war of art. Okay. This is by Stephen Pressfield. And he talks about overcoming the resistance that inevitably, inevitably will come up when you are pursuing something that you truly care about. And so he talks a lot about overcoming that resistance and sitting down and starting and not trying to do anything good, 
but just sitting down to start. And so his biggest resistance to overcome was around his writing. So he talked about how, you know, inspiration hits every day for him. And it conveniently hits every day at 9 a.m. because that is the day that he sits down to honor the muse for the muse to come in and flow through. And he uses a lot of different analogies of kind of like these war terms of, you know, beating resistance. Um, But he also has a lot of like spirituality woven into it that he talks about the 12 muses. And he talks about how when the muse comes in, we don't want her to spoil her gown. And so he uses that as an analogy of making sure whatever your workspace is for those things that you're wanting to do is is clean, is organized, is inspiring, is set up for you to feel like the professional that you are, you know, whatever it is that you want to do. Even if you are in the very early stages of starting something and you're not even sure how it's going to work, just show up for the work. You know, what are you spending time with that thing that you want to do? And remember, if it scares the shit out of you, then it is especially a part of your, like an extension of your soul. It's, it's something that is meant to be birthed into this world. And if we think about like childbirth, that's not a painless process that it's painful, right? To create this beautiful fucking human that comes into this world. And so I view creation and managing our multi-passionate in that same way right? Sure. Getting pregnant's easy. That part's enjoyable, right? Oh yeah. But then the actual giving birth is a painful process and it requires devotion and love and patience and trust and resiliency. And so think of it in that same way. When you have a brand new idea, it's like, oh yes, it's sexy. It's fun. It feels so good. But as that idea cultivates and continues to grow and continues to grow. And by the time you're sharing it with the world, just know that the process of sharing it with the world might be a little painful, but we don't look at the pain of childbirth as a bad thing. We look at it as a part of the process. So let's start looking at the process of birthing these new ideas or these new businesses or these side projects or these hobbies in the same way, right? Do not stop just because you feel uncomfortable. The fact that you are uncomfortable means you are growing. And when we can learn to affirm to ourselves and give ourselves the self-love, give ourselves the self-validating thoughts of I am safe. It's safe to express myself. I I choose to show up even though I don't know how people are going to take it, right? Because overcoming the fear of rejection is huge, but we got to make sure we aren't rejecting ourselves before we even give other people the opportunity to celebrate with us because we assume they'll be rejecting us too. So start messy and be decisive. Decisiveness is huge. If you see something that you really want, like for example, I had a friend that she's just loved cooking and loved like holistic health. And like, she's had her own journeys with her health. That was like really scary stuff that she had to pull herself. Um, she had to, she had to keep the trust you know, in times of uncertainty. And now she's been in the process of starting her own business doing that. But for a long time, she just would play around with all these other ideas that were, you know, getting her closer, getting her closer. But she was kind of like refusing to look at the elephant in the room of like, okay, I could dance around all these things that I want to do, but I need to address that thing I actually want to do. Like I want to be a health coach. I want to support other people in creating a healthy relationship with food. And it took her a while to focus on that because she would get distracted by all these other things that are also really fun. So that's satisfying that like need for pleasure in a way. And so 
you know, but she did have this moment of like, oh my God, shiny object syndrome. Like, and when you see something like, oh, that sounds fun, write it down and and let it be a scheduled thing, you know? So if you're like, okay, I want to start getting into this later, like schedule it out and take into account what you currently got going on already. It's like, okay, what have I already committed myself to? What have I already started? What projects am I in the middle of right now? And a huge part of continuing the, the continuing going and continuing the, the path towards whatever it is that you're creating, whatever passion you're pursuing is being aware of what step you're in and what step is next and not worrying about the end result. You know, I've heard so many people say, you know, I didn't start because I didn't know if it would be great. And I had a mentor, his name was Evan. He's like this millionaire guy. I didn't even know he was in that emotional intelligence thing. And it's so cool because this event that I did, no one can share about what they do. You know, it's the whole thing is learning to share who you be, who you are as a person, not what you do as a career and what, you know, society has labeled you as in that kind of hierarchical form of status, you know? So I told him, I was like, I just want to be great. And I get nervous that, you know, it's not going to be good enough when I'm starting. And he's like, Kelsey, instead of focusing on being great, I really want you to focus on being good. He's like, and once you are good, then you can start to become decent. And once you are decent, then you can start to become great. And once you are great, then you can become incredible. Once you're incredible, then you can become an expert, you know, but he really laid it out to, you know, kind of lowering my personal standards and expectations I was having for myself that were quite unrealistic. And, you know, it's like the humility of of being new and being okay with being new. And being okay with needing help, being okay with being frustrated, but learning to rest instead of quit. And so, you know, if you're someone that's multi-passionate and you have all these different ideas, be fucking honest with yourself of which one is the one that you really want, which is, which one is the one that scares the shit out of you, but also lights your fire so much that gets you so excited. Okay. Okay. And then ask yourself, well, what step am I in right now? Maybe you're in the research step. Maybe you need to do some Googling, you know, maybe you've already started, but you need to finish something. Okay. Be write down what things you have that are unfinished and ask yourself, what could be one step I could take today? One small action I can take today to get closer. And whenever you have these things that you're doing, create a I'm going to call it a container, create a container where if you're like, you know, for the next three months, I'm going to focus on this and I'm going to prioritize this and I'm going to break it down versus only looking at the end result. This, you know, you can't compare yourself to someone's end result when they've been doing something for 10 years and you've been doing it for one month. You know, you you can't compare it. You can't compare your day one with someone else's day 10,000. You know what I mean? And so It's honoring the progress and the process that you're in by getting clear with where you are at and what that next step would be. And I'm going to give you this acronym that is so helpful is KISS IT. Keep it super simple. If you find yourself getting overwhelmed or trying to overcomplicate things, because when you're overwhelmed and overcomplicating things, an easy way to avoid what it is that you need to tackle is by simply creating a new idea. 
(laughs) And this is where that multi-passionate shiny object syndrome starts to take place. And the funny thing is you will start to catch yourself. Now that you've listened to this, you will catch yourself and you'll be like, huh? Oh, is that a shiny object? Ooh, it is. Okay. Bring it back. Imagine, you know, when you're fishing and the line gets far out, you got to reel it back in. When you notice that you're having a shiny object moment and you're trying to eat all the cookies all at once because you want it all now, trust the process and reel yourself back in to the present moment of where you're at right now and what step you are in. That's one thing I always say to my clients, especially if they're feeling overwhelmed. I'm like, cool, what step are you in right now? You know, like, well, I just did this. Okay, cool. You know, or I'm in this brand, you know, what step are you in? Because until you know what step you are in, it is really difficult to know what the next step is. And if we feel like we don't know what the next step is, we quit or we change directions or we start something new. And that's the exact issue at hand that all these projects become unfinished. And so we also get to redefine the completion of it. You know, when the celebration or that feeling of completion is something that's six months down the road, it's not very exciting, not very motivating. That's a very long, like, that's very delayed gratification. And we need that gratification. We need those little dopamine hits of excitement. Um, And so you can break it down, whatever that big step is or that big thing is that you're wanting to do. If you're wanting to start a coaching business, if you're wanting to start... um, offering some services that you have, or you want to start selling something that you make, or you want to start, you know, getting more exposure with your music, or you want to start sharing your writing, uh, whatever it is that you're in the process of doing, um, milestones for yourself, create micro moments of, okay, when I get to this point, I am done for the day and I'm celebrating that versus waiting to celebrate six months down the line or waiting to celebrate once you make a, create a book, you know, if you write a post and share it, celebrate it and let it be enough and, and give yourself acknowledgement for being brave and showing up anyways. You know, if it's, if it's, you know, like if you have a service that you offer, but you're not telling anyone about it, but you're upset that it isn't growing. Well, that's on you, sis. You got to let people in. You got to give people invitations to be a part of that party that you're wanting to have. And you got to be okay with rejection and people aren't going to be as mean to you online. People aren't going to be mean to you online the way that you fear they will be. Most people, they do it quietly and silently. Not as many people as you think are going to openly be mean or discouraging. And the people that judge you are never the people that are farther ahead of you. Okay, I want you to hear that. Anyone that is farther ahead of you on the journey that you want to take. For example, if you want to be a writer and, or you want to be a chef, the people that are professional writers that are experienced chefs, like they would never judge you for showing up in the early stages because they get it and they know. The types of people that judge you are the exact people that are judging themselves because they're not taking action on the things that they love to do. And so it's just easier to stand in the line of criticism. So soak that in. Anyone that has gone where you want to go will never judge you. And so there's also the why behind what you're doing. And that part is really important to keep you inspired and motivated and, and, and support you in following through on the things that you've started. Okay. The why is like a grounding anchor. The first year of my business, I had to go back to the why constantly because I so badly wanted the how. I'm like, yeah, but how's this going to work? How's this going to work? How's this going to work? And I would drive myself crazy thinking about it, but I would ground in anchor myself to the why. Why am I doing this? 
And it was always the same reason because I know what it feels like to be powerless and I want to help inspire change in another person's life. My, my soul's mission is to empower and inspire people to love and lead. And what really helped me was reminding myself that if I, if this post or if this video, or if this, whatever it is that you're doing, if this creates joy in one person's life, it's worth it. And you got to remember too, if there was a person standing in front of you, clapping for you, you wouldn't say, geez, there's only one of you. I can't believe there's more. You would acknowledge that one person. And so let's remember with social media that it's not just profiles. It's not just numbers. Those are heartbeats. Those are human beings. And we get to acknowledge where we're at and we don't get to skip day one. So really check in, open up your journal. What is your why behind what it is that you're doing? Why does it matter to you? Why is it important to you? Who is it helping? Who is it serving? One of the most compelling whys is when it is creating a positive change for someone else. But we're allowed to create positive change for ourselves. You're like, I want to do this because it just brings me so much joy. Then we get to remember that every time you feel pushed up against a fear, every time you want to jump ship and completely start something new and sabotage what you've already started, you know, when shit like that starts to come up, remember, wait a minute, why? Stop your train of thought. Why am I doing this? Reconnect with why it's important to you. Reconnect with that heart-based reason that you started this in the first place. Especially the things that have been a part of your transformational journey where it's something that you've struggled with in the past and now you have like a compelling desire to support other people with it. You know, you have a story involved with whatever brings you the most passion and purpose. And so a part of stepping into that space is learning to love and forgive yourself and honor yourself and acknowledge yourself for how far that you have come and remembering that you are the perfect person for this because you understand it and you know it inside and out. You know, that's a big reason why I teach empowerment. I teach perfectionism. I talk about starting messy because those were the biggest things that I struggled with that have created the biggest changes in my life. And so oftentimes our pain is the exact thing that helps create our purpose. And remember, you wouldn't get ideas. You wouldn't get these strong hits to do certain things if you weren't meant to do them. And if the universe actually gave you all the answers or gave you the business or gave you the healing center or gave you the book or gave you those things that you want right now, you wouldn't know how to handle it. You'd be so fucking overwhelmed and stressed out. And so just acknowledge that the universe is giving us, God is giving us the things that we need as we need them. And if you don't have it, you don't need it. Focus on the step that you're in. Okay. So I hope this episode has lit a fire under your booty. You know, you can go back and listen to this and bust open your journal and start taking notes and checking in with yourself. Where am I hiding? Where am I starting new things to avoid the thing that really matters to me, to avoid the thing that I really care about? So if you guys love this episode and you know someone that needs to hear it, go ahead and send it to a friend, send them a message. Uh, you could post it to your Instagram story and tag me at Kelsey Low Show. That is the platform I'm always hanging out at. And again, I am your host, Kelsey Lowe, and you are listening to Joyfully You Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, let me know. If you've never left a review, if you're listening on Apple, leave a five-star review, write something. I'd love to see. It's what helps me. Um, it, it helps grow this platform and grow this message that I know so many people need to hear. And so I'm sending you so much love. 
And I'm leaving you with this. You are loved and you are infinitely supported, okay? You can do, be, and have anything that you want in this life. So be willing and patient in the build process instead of needing to have it all right now. That delayed gratification is key, okay? I love you guys so much. And if you are a multi-passionate Melissa girl, I see you, I know you, I feel you. One step at a time. Focus on the step you're in. You got this. 